the community podcast where Savannah and Adamsville, Tennessee meets northern Indiana and southwestern lower Michigan. Welcome to Roaring Light. Combining news and weather from news source one Michiana with great independent Christian music from Roaring Light Radio. Get ready. News and weather is next. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Iran said it executed two men Saturday convicted of allegedly killing a paramilitary volunteer during a demonstration. The latest executions aimed at halting the nationwide protests. China on Saturday marked their first day of Chunyun, the 40-day period of Lunar New Year travel known pre-pandemic as the world's largest annual migration of people bracing for a huge increase in travelers and the spread of COVID-19 infections. Kevin McCarthy woke up on Saturday morning with a long-held dream fulfilled. After a four-day standoff, he was elected Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, becoming the most powerful member of the Republican Party. The Mega Millions jackpot has jumped to more than $1 billion after Friday night's drawing ended up without an overall winner. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. Iraq finds itself caught up in a game of global politics. So how does it affect Christians? Plus, a startling number of children in Lebanon don't have enough to eat. Hear how a local ministry is helping. We'll get to that story in just a few moments. But first, Iraq's newly appointed leaders strengthen ties with the West, meeting ambassadors from the Netherlands and Saudi Arabia last week. Iran casts a heavy shadow over the war-torn nation, making it difficult for Iraq to gain foreign allies. Fadi Sharia with MENA Leadership Center says Iraq is one more pawn for global superpowers to fight over. It is proxy for Iran, proxy for uh, Saudi, the uh, U.S., Russia, China. So everybody's there, just like Lebanon. According to a new report from the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, the last two years of political chaos hurt religious minorities in Iraq. Whenever we are looking at a challenge in the Christian faith. It is an opportunity for the Lord to pour his grace, his spirit, so that people would know that this is not from our own strength. It is from the Holy Spirit. MLC courses help believers overcome challenges of every kind. For example, one Kurdish church in northern Iraq. They were faced with, uh, they closed down the church. And uh, at the same time, very interesting that they were taking uh, taking a course with us on religious freedom, praying for them and giving them some tips. And, and by the end, the Lord responded and they reopened the church. Elsewhere, Armenia and Azerbaijan, rival nations in the southern Caucasus, could be on the road to further conflict. Azerbaijan has seized several chunks of Armenian territory in recent months. Open war broke out for six weeks in 2020, killing more than 7,000 soldiers. Eric Mock with the Slava Gospel Association says, There are cultural, religious, uh, political issues that manage to keep uh, the situation constantly in tension, constant fighting, and even those are ceasefire. Uh, the word ceasefire, uh, much like what we see in Ukraine today, words of ceasefire just means uh, a status quo in the middle of of the fighting. So there's a difficulty that exists between these countries uh, over the uh, the disputed region. SGA serves churches in both Armenia and Azerbaijan, including the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region. Mark says believers are rushing into embattled regions, bringing help and hope in Jesus' name. It's very easy to get into the habit of choosing geographical or political sides when we who are in Christ have chosen the kingdom of heaven as our side. So in this case, our mission going forward is very clear, to equip churches 
and serve the churches that they may make Christ known. Many civilians caught up in the war suffer greatly, especially those who lived in disputed territories. Pray many will find comfort and peace in the love of Jesus. An extreme hunger is the next crisis on Lebanon's horizon. 37% of Lebanese and Syrian refugee children don't get enough to eat every day. That number will rise to 42% in the first quarter of 2023 unless something changes. At Horizons International's School of Hope, Healthy snacks help take the edge off child hunger. Executive Director Pierre Hosny says. We're bursting at the seams in our Beirut building, and there's so many more kids that we would love to educate. Horizons began School of Hope to provide Syrian refugee children with an education. These kids couldn't attend regular school in previous years, but today... We have the opportunities to take over schools that are going bankrupt. Some already have a gospel-centric program in place. There is a missionary-run school in the north of Lebanon that is going to shut down in, you know, this coming summer if we don't intervene. Others will become Christ-centered schools of hope if the Lord wills. We have the human resources side. Uh, lined up. We have local believers who are willing and qualified to teach. It's just a matter of securing the location and setting things up. Pray about it and ask God if he wants you to get involved. Dozens of students need sponsors. Find your place in the story at missionnews.org. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. So join us here on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also find us on Alexa, iTunes, or TWR360. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. That's missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Happy Monday. Here is your dual community weather. For Michiana residents, today, Monday, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny, with a high near 40. Southwest wind around 10 miles per hour. Tonight mostly cloudy, with a low around 31. South wind around 10 miles per hour. Tuesday a 20% chance of snow before 10 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 42. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 32. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Wednesday mostly cloudy, with a high near 46. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Wednesday night a 20% chance of rain after 1 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 36. Thursday a 40% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, with a high near 41. For Savannah and Adamsville in Tennessee. Today patchy fog between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Patchy dense freezing fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise, mostly sunny, with a high near 52. Calm wind. Tonight mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly clear, with a low around 35. Calm wind becoming south around 5 miles per hour. Tuesday sunny, with a high near 60. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Tuesday night mostly cloudy, with a low around 45. Calm wind becoming south around 5 miles per hour after midnight. Wednesday mostly cloudy, with a high near 65. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Wednesday night a chance of showers between midnight and 3 a.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a steady temperature around 61. South wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 50%. New rainfall amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms.
problem might be I know that I can always rely on you For you have always been there for me They 
Welcome to this episode of Roaring Light for Monday. Glad to have you here. It's been a few days since I've done a Roaring Light podcast and starting to ease my way back to a five-day-a-week schedule with you. So with me still settling in and getting set up, we're going to do at least three podcasts this week, if the good Lord wills, today and Wednesday and Friday. And then here by the end of the month, we'll be back to a five-day-a-week schedule. Coming to you in this recording, record on Saturday for the Monday show from Burt's Appliances over here and Furniture on Wayne Road, US 64, uh, just across the street from a Tiger Mart. And uh, lots of great furniture, couches, ottomans, wraparounds, good place to get some great furniture and great reviews on Google. So come on down here. Um, those of you who are listening up there in Indiana, Michiana 101 is back. And uh, Sylvia is in full swing in 2023 with new episodes. And she's even focusing on Damar Hamlin's situation, uh, getting you the latest and her great commentaries on uh, that miracle. It is a miracle from God. And also, uh, speaking of miracles, um, Pastor Ed Brennan from East End United Methodist Church, our great friend over there, um, he's a walking miracle too, because during the cold snap, when the church was open for the warming center, uh, he had a hand that got burned real bad. And within one week, hardly any of that burn was showing. That is a miracle from God. Always give credit to the Lord for miracles because there is no other person that could do any of those type of things like what DeMar Hamlin and Pastor Ed you know, can do and so much more. And, and they had a movie even on a, a girl that uh, believed in miracles and uh for their movie night this last Friday at the church. So, coming up next, we have Sylvia with some Michiana community announcements. But for those of you who are in our 1620 AM listening area, got a piece of candy in my mouth, so I might sound a little mushy right now. Um, 
be aware there is a parvo alert parvo for puppies and dogs there on fairground street um got the alert from pastor ed that there was three puppies as they come to parvo very highly contagious to dogs especially puppies gastrointestinal very fatal nasty things so please keep watch of the dogs in your area clean up their accidents clean up their waste make sure that you keep watch and make sure that they do have their shots including the parvo shot up to date so let's go ahead and uh that's enough from me keith here in the south if you get a chance check out 1620 a.m the low power micro a.m radio station uh gave some information on where you can hear it uh preliminary information and we're playing 24 hours a day uh still working out some bugs but the bugs are getting worked out more and more as the days go on so let's turn everything over to sylvia Stark for Michiana Community Announcements for Monday. Here are some Martin Luther King events that are coming up in or around the local area. You can head over on Monday, January 16th to the History Museum in South Bend, as well as the Studebaker National Museum. And from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., they will be given free admission. In Elkhart, kicking off at 7.30, you can head over to the Elkhart Public Library for a free breakfast, followed by meeting at the Civic Plaza at 9.30 to mark over to the Community Baptist Church, where there will be a service at 10 a.m. with lunch to follow. Hope you get a chance to remember and enjoy some of the Martin Luther King events that are happening in and around your local area. Take care. Looking for another winter event? You can head over to the Hunter Ice Festival happening in downtown North Michigan on January 13th through the 15th. Take care and hope you get a chance to check out downtown Niles as you enjoyed the Ice Festival. Do you like to run or do you like to walk? Here's something just for you. You can head over to the Frosty 5K and 5M Walk that is happening at Studebaker Park in Elkhart, Indiana. And that will take place on Saturday, February 11th. And that is being sponsored by the Elkhart Parks and Recreation. And the race will begin at 10 a.m. For more information, you can give them a call at 574-295-7275. Again, that phone number is 574 574- 
of children and infants. You have ordained praise. your name in all the earth you have fed your glory in the heavens from the lips of children and of infants you have ordained praise they praise you for who you are praise you for all you've done praise you for all you do So Lord, the mountains and the hills declare your glory, they call out your name to the heavens, all that you have made know you are worthy to receive their praise. We were made to worship you, created to sing, we praise you for who Praise you for all you've done Praise you for all you do Everything is beautiful We praise you for who you are Praise you for all you've done Praise you for all you do
Yes, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. From the lips of children and of infants, you have ordained praise. Good day. And welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. I began this devotional as a way to draw us towards God in the midst of a difficult time. Multiple crises have devastated us in 2020. Where can we turn when so much is spinning out of control? We began sampling the Psalms because they are a gift from God to help us cry out to Him. And sadly, too many of us don't recognize this. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, the famous World War II German pastor, famously asked, How did these words, which men sang to God, come to be regarded as words from God to man? His point was that if the Psalms were Israel's words to sing and cry out to God, how is it that we now read and study them as though it's God speaking to us? The Psalms are unique in that they give us Holy Spirit-inspired words to cry out to God. We can know we're singing the right thing that we're praying God's will. And what better aid to have to bring healing and wholeness to ourselves and our world in 2020? Michael Lefebvre writes, the beautiful thing about the Psalms is that they are above suspicion. Even if we wonder what a Psalm means, we never need to wonder if it's true. We can pour our hearts into them. And how might the Psalms shape our faith in this time of crisis? Especially because that's the context of so many Psalms. I'm going to read Psalm 9 and give but a few brief comments. I'd love it if you would just meditate on it. Perhaps take a verse or two in your hand and roll them around like a pearl all day long, and then lift them up to the Lord. Hear Psalm 9, whose title was to be sung to the tune, Death of a Son. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right and my cause, sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin has overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. In these first six verses, David remembers what God has done in the past, and he rejoices. What has God done for you in the past to show his faithfulness that could cause you to rejoice in today's trials? Verse 7, The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He rules the world in righteousness and judges the peoples with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Sing the praises of the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers, he does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Verses 7 to 12 are especially for those who have been oppressed, who are in trouble, who feel forsaken, who are afflicted. Is this what you're enduring? 
Many in Elkhart are afflicted with COVID right now. Others have seen their livelihood impacted. I just talked to an elderly saint in the nursing home, and the isolation in 2020 is excruciating for so many there. And stress in homes in my neighborhood has caused an increase in violence. Call out to the God who does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. These verses are assurances to rub as a salve on our pains. Verse 13, Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the works of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord. Do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. These last eight verses are a good reminder to us that God will deal with all wicked men and all wicked nations. There's the story at the Battle of Gettysburg where the federal troops were in a confused mess trying to rally after the Confederates had caught them completely off guard. A column of General Slocum's men were marching towards the Confederate firing line, which was not yet visible. And as the rebels began to whoop and holler, these Federals were on the edge of panic. As they passed the little cabin, an old bent-over woman could sense their unease, so she began to call out to them as they passed. Never mind, boys. They're nothing but men. This story is only recorded because of the impact it had on these men who became brave soldiers once again. I cannot help but wonder if this dear woman had spent time praying Psalm 9. May we do so today for the good of our neighbors. Amen. The rest of the story. John Lossing had just risen from his breakfast table the morning of March 24, 1927, when he heard a frantic banging at the front door. It was the neighbor, out of breath, apparently terrified. We've got to get you out of here, the neighbor was shouting. John said, what are you talking about? The neighbor exclaimed, it's the Chinese nationalists, the troops of Chiang Kai-shek. They've been battling local warlords not far from here. Now they've come for the white families living in Nanking, and they're going to kill us all. John rushed to his wife, tersely related what he had heard. Gather the children, he said, we must hide. But where, John's wife asked. Everywhere they went, the soldiers would be sure to find them. Not everywhere, said the gentle voice of a woman standing in the doorway. It was Mrs. Liu, L-U, Liu, the family housekeeper. She said, I remember what you did for my son when he was very sick. I remember you nursed him as though he were your own. You made him well now, said the Chinese housekeeper. I would like to repay that great kindness. You must hurry across the fields to my hut. The soldiers will be less likely to look for you there. Leaving their personal effects behind, John and his wife did as Mrs. Liu instructed. A short while later, they and their two little ones were huddled on a dirt floor in a corner of their housekeeper's modest home. This was not how John Lossing had it planned. As a young farmer in Poughkeepsie, New York, 
He had dreamed of bringing modern agriculture to China. It was his mission, he said. And he was succeeding, but now, before his eyes, his dreams were dying, and he and his family that very day may die with them. And John's 34-year-old wife, what was she thinking? She was thinking that except for her two children and her ailing parents, there was not much left for her on earth after all. Her marriage, it had been hollow from the start, full of all of the things they tell you you need to make it work, faith and commitment and respect, everything except passion. No, her life through these past ten lonely years had been more jail than joy. So if her time had come to relinquish it, she would not resist. But if she did not die here on this mud floor in Nanking, if she somehow managed to live through this horrible experience, she would greet the world with a purpose. She would emerge from her cloister to tell everybody, everyone who would listen, of the love that unites us all, if we'll let it, like the love of her housekeeper, Mrs. Liu, who saw through barriers of race and class and risked her life to rescue an American family. Well, that family cowered 14 hours in a corner of Mrs. Liu's hut before being escorted to safety by Western military personnel. So John's wife did have her second chance, and she used it well. But now should you reflect on what she wrote over the 44 years remaining, including the Pulitzer and Nobel Prizes bestowed upon her work, now you'll recall a dark day in the spring of 1927 and the poor Chinese housekeeper who inspired a farmer's wife, Mrs. John Lossing Buck, who inspired her to become Pearl Buck. Now you know the rest of the story. A Boy Scout in Minnesota used the holidays to share the wealth. This is truth itself. Jonathan Warner has always been interested in philanthropy, so he brainstormed ideas with his parents to come up with ways to help their community. His father, Stephen Koch, told Jonathan about growing up in the foster care system until being adopted at age 12, and how sad it had been not to receive gifts at Christmas. Stephen told GMA, I was in foster care from the time that I was five, and I don't remember my Christmases ever really being very special until after I was adopted. So having Jonathan do a project like this, and knowing that where I was those years, I could have had somebody like Jonathan, it would have been really special. Jonathan decided to raise money through the Boy Scouts' annual popcorn fundraiser, then use his portion of the reward money to buy gifts for children living in foster care and shelters. The 12-year-old got right to work, crafting the perfect speech about his goal for the funds. It worked. He sold $56,000 worth of popcorn for his troop. This year, just as the prior year, he used his share of the reward money to buy gifts for kids who might not otherwise get anything for the holidays. This year, Jonathan spent more than $11,000 buying 600 presents for about 138 kids in four Minnesota counties. He worked with social workers to fulfill kids' wish lists, along with making sure they had all the personal care necessities they need. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. This is being accomplished by using Dr. Woodrow Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. Log on to trainapastor.com to see what God is doing. 
That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 9th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. In a few months, Ohio voters will no longer be allowed to vote with utility bills or other non-photo documents. That's when a new law goes into effect that requires voters to present strict forms of photo ID at the polls. Samantha Searles with the Intercommunity Justice and Peace Center explains most older residents, people in rural communities, and others who don't drive will have to obtain a new state photo ID, most commonly in the form of a driver's license. Under the law, new Ohio driver's licenses will be required to list citizenship status. Not only do people have to get a photo ID to vote, But that photo ID has to list someone's citizenship status on it. In a press statement, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine said election integrity is a significant concern to Americans on both sides of the political aisle. And he believes the new law addresses their concerns. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. The Ohio Federation of Teachers, Ohio Alliance for Retired Americans and Union Veterans, as well as other groups, have sued the state Over the measure, it's called HB 458. And community members continue to voice concerns about gunshot-detecting technology being considered in cities like Portland. Eric Tegetoff explains. At a recent Interfaith Peace in Action collaborative meeting, opponents of the technology known as ShotSpotter pointed out its weaknesses. Jonathan Manis is an attorney at the MacArthur Justice Center in Chicago, where the ShotSpotter surveillance system has been implemented. He says there are no published studies about how the technology responds to loud noises and notes that every time it's triggered, police are expecting to find someone armed and potentially dangerous. To the extent that the system is being triggered by loud noises, like fireworks, cars backfiring, etc., it's creating unnecessary, dangerous situations and putting people under false suspicion. Supporters of the ShotSpotter program say it's necessary to address the growing number of gun deaths in Portland. But a 2021 study from the MacArthur Justice Center found it led to more than 40,000 dead-end police deployments in Chicago in less than two years. A ShotSpotter spokesperson says the report draws erroneous conclusions from its interpretation of police reports. The SpotShotter contract with Portland could be worth up to a million dollars a year. President Biden Sunday made his first visit to the border since taking office, arriving at a city swamped by migrants amid a historic surge in illegal immigration. That for the New York Times. In a brief visit to El Paso's busiest crossing and a migrant services support center, Biden acceded to demands by Republicans that he make the trip he had not taken for two years. This is Public News Service. Employees at the Microsoft ZeniMax online studios have voted to form a union and begin collective bargaining with the tech giant. The ZeniMax quality assurance workers began organizing months ago and voted to form a union in December. The ZeniMax Workers United Union is affiliated with the Communications Workers of America, and Microsoft has recognized the union. ZeniMax is a video game production company based in Rockville with titles such as Elder Scrolls and Fallout. James Riffle is an associate QA tester for Elder Scrolls Online. He says the union hopes to address a number of problems. A lot of us are overworked and kind of feel like our passion is being 
being used against us. We've either seen firsthand or heard stories about working overtime hours and still having to work another job to afford rent or gas. We've seen unexplained discrepancies in pay before between people in the same position. I've seen people being forced to do work above their pay grade without proper compensation. This will be Microsoft's first union negotiation in the United States. The ZeniMax vote follows successful unionization efforts of tech workers at Activision, Alphabet, and Apple via the Communications Workers of America's campaign to organize digital employees. Brett Pivato reporting. Meantime, anti-war activists say one of the world's greatest humanitarian disasters has connections to one of the Commonwealth's largest employers. That's in Massachusetts, Raytheon Technologies, which supplies military weapons. Investigators with the United Nations say evidence shows Saudi Arabia has committed numerous war crimes against Yemeni civilians in the past several years. Brian Garvey of Massachusetts Peace Action says Raytheon's weapon sales are also supporting the kingdom's continued blockade of Yemen's supply routes, which has led to widespread famine and malnutrition. And frankly, many connections to international terrorism. This is a regime that cannot be trusted and really should not be provided with these weapons. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. Finally, from our Eric Galatis, a new grant expected to help close the deal to protect key parcels of historic ranch lands and wildlife habitat adjacent to Mesa Verde National Park, the San Juan Scenic Byway, and the San Juan National Forest. James Ryman with the Montezuma Land Conservancy says in addition to keeping stunning views from being overtaken by strip malls and condos, the conservation easement will ensure that 2,500 acres can remain productive agricultural lands, a key economic driver in the region. That's something we are really cognizant of in southwest Colorado, the loss of farmland and the loss of that farming history and those farming families. And the ability to maintain that land moving forward and protecting it is really important. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member Endless is supported on our interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the new year in Iran. It has begun with the regime executing two more men in connection with the country's ongoing protests, one of them a national karate champion. The uprising against the government shows no sign of abating nearly four months after it began, and some observers say they're witnessing a growing desperation on the part of the Iranian government. Nazanin Ansari is the managing editor of Kayan London, a weekly Persian-language newspaper critical of the authorities in Tehran. Even in Mashhad and in, air, in the airports, we've heard of women not wearing the hijab. In other areas like Kurdistan, Baluchistan, they are sending a heavy armored artillery. For the past week, VPNs in Iran aren't working. So whenever there is real threat, all the VPNs that are controlled by the Revolutionary Guards themselves are turned off. Whereas before, you would not hear of people talking about any uprisings against the government or any dissent. But now we hear it on a daily basis of even those within the system complaining of the heavy-handed measures. Both men executed over the weekend claimed they had been tortured in custody and human rights groups united in condemnation of executions that were carried out without any equitable judicial process. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. I awoke to a wonderful morning where the 
paints all these pictures for me as God paints all these pictures for me I am the way I am the light Jesus said that stormy night He will guide you day to day Just follow Him Cannot stray Just follow Him Just follow Him Stay on the track Just follow Him Just follow Him And don't look back He died for us just follow him, just follow him, can't get long. road of life has many stones, no need to travel it alone. You can't stumble, you can't slide, keeping Jesus as your guide. Just follow Him, just follow Him, stay on the track. Just follow Him, just follow Him. Don't look back He died for us He paid the cost Just follow Him Just follow Him Can't get long Coming of the Lord, He is child. 
little grapes of wrath are stored He hath loosed the faithful like me All this terrible swift sword His truth is marching on I have seen him in the watch box Of a hundred circling camps They have builded him an altar In the
Here is another positive uplifting from Finding Joy. Today is a good day. Today is a good day to be brave. Today is a good day to be kind. Today is a good day to let go of anxiousness. Today is a good day to be gentle. Today is a good day to forgive. Today is a good day to try. Today is a good day to be positive. Today is a good day to speak up. Today is a good day to start again. Today is a good day to reflect. Today is a good day to care. Today is a good day to love. Today is a good day. Start your today with it being good and see what amazing amazing things will follow. Rachel, take care. Have you ever considered what it means to be rich and have very little? We're going to take a look at Mark 12, which is 41 through 44 today. And it says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in a large amount, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. She gave out of her wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all that she had to live on. Sometimes the people who have the least are the richest people in the world. This widow put in what she had, everything she had to live on. That was an act of somebody who has little, but has a lot. The richest people in the world may seem to have it all, but they don't have it all. They have the most luxurious houses, expensive cars, probably have all the game systems in the world. These fancy dancy six-figure houses, if not more. They probably live in the richest of the richest states while there is people struggling in third world countries and within our own United States, in our own city. Maybe your next door neighbor, but you don't know that. Sometimes the richest people are the ones who need to step down and live in the life of somebody like this widow who put in everything that she has. And sometimes the richest people have the most ugliest attitudes and they don't care about anyone but themselves. So who would you rather be like, the richest person? Or would you want to be the poorest person with the richest heart? It's kind of backwards, but okay. So this widow is somebody who was among the poor. She was poor, but she gave more money than the richest people. It's so, by her putting in what she had, that multiplied. Her love multiplied more than the people who had the least, the most. Just because you have a lot doesn't mean you're more valuable than they that has the least. For today's day and age, the cost of living has gone up remarkably. You have to decide between a gallon of gas or to put food on your table. Unfortunately, now, the cost of eggs is more than a gallon of gas. Everything is more than a gallon of gas. People have to figure out ways to get by with what they have 
and the little that they have. And so society now has said, okay, we physically cannot live right now. Meaning that the cost of living has gone up. We need to have more income. But we got to stop and think. What is more important? Is it that we can find cheaper alternative ways to get around? Could it be that we find cheaper places to shop for groceries? Could it be that we stop and think where could we take, what can we do better? So we were to live like this poor widow and think what she did. She gave in all that she had had and still had more than the richest purple people in the world. And so it could be that we need to change how we're thinking. So some will say the richest people have it all. But the richest people probably have the nastiest attitudes. This poor widow gave all that she had, and she's richer than the richest person at that time. She put everything that she have had to live on. And that is where Mark ends. So what do we do? Do we be like the poor widow who put in everything that she had? And was content with what she had? Or do we become like the richest, richest people with the ugly attitude? Now, needless to say, some of us on here on this platform are probably part of the richest of the rich. Some of us on here are probably in the middle class. Some of us on here are probably just like this poor widow. And we put in all that we have to survive. It takes a lot to think about what can we do to live with what we have and to be content with what we have, then be like the richest people and have the fancy dancy houses. Sometimes somebody could have all the money in the world and still struggle, but we don't know that. We don't know the hidden agenda of of anybody around us. And so... No matter where you are in life, whether you are the richest of the richest, the middle class, or you are in the poverty low class, you have all that you need. You could have, you work with what you have. And yes, it will be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. The cost of living has gone up, which means the cost of, I mean, when the cost of living has gone up, it's hard for anybody to survive. Mind you, that if you have it all put together, you think you have it all, your whole life put together, you do not. That's not nice I put it. So the ones who live in the lowest of the lowest are rich in the eyes of God. The ones who live in the highest of the rich class are let's see which way to put this if you have a lot you may not have very little those who have a little have a lot 
just like this widow in the story. He said the rich people threw in large amounts, but they still had plenty. We don't know how much they threw in, but the poor widow put in everything that she had. And she is who we should strive to be like. It starts small. What can you do today to really embrace the little that you have? Yes, there are people in the world who have the nice luxury houses and the nice fancy house that can afford it. But can they really afford what they have? You don't know the struggles that somebody who has very a lot goes through could be the same struggles as someone who has very little. So the choice is, are you going to be like the richest of the richest who put in small amounts but still had plenty? Or are you going to be like the poor widow who was low class, who gave everything that she had into all she had to Jesus? We all have talents. We can, we can all give to Jesus in certain ways. You do not have to be the wealthiest. You don't have to be the poorest. You can be rich or poor and still give your all to Jesus in certain ways. We know that God is in control. So, are you going to be like the richest people who have it all and put in very little, according to that? story or you can be like the poor widow who had very little and put everything in take care and have a wonderful day praise god from whom all blessings flow praise him all creatures here below praise him Father, Son.